Welcome everyone to my podcast. I'm your host, Jen O'Sullivan. My desire is to help you on your personal wellness journey. When you know better, you do better, and then you'll be better. So you can find more of my resources over at jenosullivan.com. You can also head over to 31oils.com. Lots of stuff over there. Okay, let's get started. Hey everyone, I am so looking forward to discussing this because it's a hot topic. And hot topics to me are fun. And I've been accused of rocking the boat, right? But um, I'm not trying to rock the boat on purpose. Part of my DNA is that I absolutely am a truth seeker. And I know so many of you guys are too. Truth seeking for me is... I know things change. I'm not God, right? Never claimed to be. I don't know everything. Never claimed to. What I like to do, though, is to really try to understand things, how they work. And I'm not super smart. And what I mean by that is I don't get things right away. And for me to be able to understand something, I have to somehow put it into a logical story in my mind to make it make sense. I have to read things over and over and over again just to understand them. And once I understand them, then I have to think of an appropriate like story, right? To help me understand. And then I always share those stories with you guys to help you understand. I like logical, black and white, this makes sense content. So if that's you, I'm glad to have you here. Um, Again, my name is Jen O'Sullivan. I am certified in French medicinal aromatherapy. What that means is it's the art of consuming. So I'm not a a clinically certified aromatherapist, and some people assume that. Um, I am still going to school for that, but I don't find it necessary. I don't think it's necessary to get all these certifications. And um, for me, my biggest goal was to really deeply understand ingesting of essential oils. So one of the issues that I've found is that so many certified aromatherapists, right? These are men and women who have gone to school for aromatherapy here in the United States. Okay. So this is a United States issue, not a, a world issue, but these people go to United States schools and the schools are led from by people who vehemently are against consumption and neat application. And so then what you see are these people writing these what look like scholarly articles on why you should never consume essential oils. Okay, and I know that this is a hot topic for many of you. I wrote extensively about this in my book, French Aromatherapy, and that helps people understand the underbelly of the aromatherapy world. It's not super pretty. So I want to help with going over certain points. These are points that these men and women who claim ingesting is bad for you will make. They'll make these claims. But I want to tell you, first and foremost, these claims have no scientific bearing. They have no value to them because they can't be proven. (laughs) What I have found in digging on all of these sites, there's several very well-known people who talk about essential oil safety, (laughs) and they make very odd claims based on sources that are not actual sources. They're clickbait sources that talk about potential things. So I I can't wait to go over each individual point with you guys, help you guys understand this, um, and let's just dive in. So part of the thing that most people will say is that essential oils can burn your esophagus. And if you take an essential oil and put it in water, it could very easily burn your esophagus. So they will say something like, here's a hint. If somebody tells you to put a drop of essential oil into a glass of water, they don't know what they're talking about. Okay, so the thing I like to do is to disprove this by simply taking a glass. I have a glass in my hand and a metal straw. There's nothing in it. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pour some fresh water into this glass. All right, so I've got this water full, this glass full of water. All right, and what I'm gonna do is I'm going to take a drop of peppermint essential oil because, hello, peppermint's a little spicy. And what I'm gonna do is I'm going to drip this 
on top. Try, I don't want to get the straw, I don't want to get anything but one drop into the top of that water. What I'm going to do, I'm going to set this over here. I'm just going to let that, let that sit. So what, what's important here is I'm not shaking it. Okay, I've put the oil on the top. I'm not shaking it. What the claim is, is that essential oils can burn your mucous membranes. Now, I'm going to be clear. When I was being taught French aromatherapy, that is one of the statements that is made during even that course. Be careful because certain oils can potentially cause mucous membrane upset. Now, let's just dissect that sentence, right? Certain oils, not all, certain. Certain oils could cause a dermal response, basically making your mucous membranes not happy. So peppermint oil is a spicy oil. So is cinnamon bark. So is lemongrass. And taking those with water... Yes, a certain percentage of the essential oil does float on top, but the assumption is that essential oils and water don't mix because they're thinking oils and water don't mix. Well, essential oils are not oils in the way that we understand them. They're not oily oils, okay? So what they are are the very small, tiny molecules, usually in the 150 or below atomic mass unit range, which means it's much smaller. It can go through your cell membranes than a carrier oil, like coconut oil or grapeseed oil or olive oil. Those will not break through your cell membranes. They're too large. The molecules are too large. And so, yes, a carrier oil and water wouldn't mix. So like when you put oil and vinegar together, they separate <laughs> and no amount of shaking really puts them together. It kind of sort of mixes them a little bit, but then they separate again real quick. So it's not the same with essential oils because essential oils have a very teeny tiny atomic mass unit. So what I'm doing here with peppermint in my glass is that peppermint oil is sitting on top. But because peppermint's really volatile and essential oils are volatile, the reason they're volatile is because they're tiny molecules that have active molecules that want to leap in the air. Those molecules are like going crazy in that glass of water right now. They are working their way all through that water. And so I could sit here and I'll leave it there while I'm talking for about 20 minutes and I can take a sip. I'll plug my nose so that I don't smell it. I'll take a sip, I won't agitate it, and what I will find is my taste buds will taste peppermint in the very bottom of that glass from that metal straw. So, so that tells me that yes, they do mix. Okay, but I'm gonna give credit here where people say it doesn't mix, and the reason for that is because some of it doesn't mix. So if you don't shake it or if you don't use ice or you don't use some salt, right? A lot of times we'll use uh, some pink Himalayan salt because there's 88 minerals, micro minerals in there that act as little like floating boats almost, <laughs> life lifeboats for the oils to attach to and then it disperses much better into your water. But generally speaking, if you put a drop in a glass or stainless steel water bottle and then you just do a tip, like a tip over and back, and drink some, you're not gonna, it's, it's kind of like the olive oil analogy that you, it's, it's mixing in there. And so you won't have a major issue with esophageal burn, unless you're putting five or six drops of like cinnamon bark or lemongrass or something spicy in the, the water. And people who are brand new to essential oil use, they absolutely experience this when they try the first drop of peppermint for the first time. It's really, really intense. So I always say use some lemon as your first ones, maybe maybe a drop of lemon and like maybe a toothpick of peppermint. There's some different things you can try just for the beginning. But the question goes back to like, why would you want to do this, right? When diffusing or putting it on topically works just as well. So my question to the people who talk about that is have you ever tried ingesting? And they always say no, because I've been told you shouldn't. So, you know, it goes back to a funny conversation I had with a person who does facials, right? And she was really angry with me for talking about putting coconut oil on your face because she learned in school that using coconut oil on your face will cause you to have acne and it will clog your pores. It is a comedogenic 
oil. It will clog. And I asked her, had she ever tried it? And she said, no. Like, why would she want to put herself through that? And I said, well, I have, and I have very sensitive skin. I break out from anything. My pores clog instantly. And because of the antibacterial properties of coconut oil, it's a wonderful nighttime item, right? An oil to use to take off makeup. It's also a wonderful item to use on your face as a deep moisturizer. And you go through maybe a two-week transition of your pores kind of pulling out toxins because that's what it's doing. So it might look like it's clogging, but it's not. It's just doing its job. And then your skin is clearer, more supple, less wrinkles, feels great, less breakouts because you're using an oil that is labeled as a comedogenic oil when it's actually not. <laughs> and it's all because nobody's, everybody's afraid to try it. And so my question to anyone claiming that internal use is, has no benefits is, well, have you ever tried it? The answer is always no. Okay. How many of you have tried this, have put a drop of lemon, by the way, Kurt Schnaubelt, who is one of the most well-known, well-respected, longest living <laughs> essential oil gurus on the planet, one of them, okay, he's, he's an older gentleman here in the United States, and he's definitely the grandfather of oils in the United States. Gary Young was very, um, like, loved that man, and you know, so, so here's the thing. He even says, it's totally fine. One drop of lemon essential oil is not going to hurt you. So what I want to share with you guys is a simple test that you can do to show people. Because for me, a visual experience is better than not. And I know many of you guys are listening to this, so you can't see this, but I'm going to explain it. And I've got a piece of styrofoam here. And what I did was I dripped a drop of lemon, lavender, uh, thieves, and um, cedarwood, okay? And all of these studies that these people are quoting are talking about monoterpenes and how harsh they are and how they can burn you. And I'm thinking, where, do, where are they getting this information? Because it's false, okay? And it's hard because sometimes you listen to someone who you trust and they'll tell you information because they did a very shallow dive on on understanding and because they were told something, you guys, I've done this before, where I was told something and I was like, wow, that's crazy. And I started sharing that only to find out that was wrong information. So when I find out that something I have shared is wrong information, you guys hear me come on here and say, I'm very sorry, but this was wrong and this is the correct information, right? I don't want to be a coward and be like, well, I guess I was wrong. I'm just going to kind of delete things, right? I'm all about upfront transparency. So lemon has a lot of limonene in it. Lavender has a little bit, very small amount. Um, cedarwood doesn't have any. And then you've got thieves. And I've got like these, I'm going to show you because this is super fun. See how this ate through? And again, you guys that are just listening can't see. But this ate through so fast. Each one of these corners ate through. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you right away how fast this is. And, and this is going to scare some of you. You're going to be like, I, that will prove to me right now why I shouldn't be consuming essential oils. You ready for this? I'm going to put a drop of this right here and let you guys watch how fast this eats through. Watch this. Do you see that? Just deteriorating this styrofoam. It's just going right through fast. It's just bubbling it through. And if, if we left this here, you guys would be able to watch this eat through this entire thing. And it's just eating a hole. It's like a crater in this. And it's just disintegrating this styrofoam. Okay. And that to me is so frightening. And I love showing people this and I'll, I'll pull, pull this back so you can see, look, it's eating right through. I mean, this is a quarter inch, actually it's a half an inch styrofoam. The whole thing will be eaten through. You can see that you can see through it now already, like to the other side. I can poke my finger through right there. See, there's my fingernail. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to put this on my hand right now. And I know some of you guys are going to be real scared about this. Okay, but here's the reality. This is not burning a hole through my hand. I am not made of styrofoam. And the, the problem that so many people have is that they think, 
man, you guys, it just burns through things. It just cleans up gunk and you can take lemon and, and it will, it will eat through grime on your kitchen countertops and it will clean your frying pans. And I'm thinking you got so much buildup in grease and that's what it's doing. It's going to attack petrochemicals and it's also going to help clean up grease, right? So it's awesome because I can use this on my cuticles. It will strengthen my nails, but I can also take a drop and put it in my water. And that's going to do what? What do you think one drop of lemon essential oil is going to do? What it's going to do is it's going to clean my cells. It's going to go in and rapidly detox me. And people say, well, that's not fun, right? Having like rashes or sweats or chills or feeling like nauseous or being on the toilet, right? Sure, it's not fun, but it's because you've built up a bunch of petrochemicals in your body. What essential oils high in monoterpenes desires to do in your body is to seek and destroy petrochemicals, things that aren't supposed to be there. The other side of it is they're very supportive of your liver and your kidney. Very supportive. If anything, they're very supportive of your esophagus. All right, so the question is, when someone says you should never consume essential oils, I'm always like, well, what are you talking about? Are you talking about pennyroyal? Are you talking about wormwood? Yeah, we really shouldn't be consuming those. But are you talking about something like lemon or peppermint? And oftentimes the, the comment goes like this. Well, generally recognized as safe for consumption by the FDA means for food flavoring. And that means you should be only putting like one part per million, which means like every three gallons of water, you should have one drop of oil in. And they're claiming that Pepsi-Cola and these other companies, that's what they're doing. They're putting one drop in gallons and gallons of soda. <laughs> and I can assure you that is not happening. They're putting far more in there. And the other thing I can assure you is if you eat a huge salad every day, you're getting a good amount of essential oils. And if you squeeze lots of lemons in your water and drop that lemon in, you're getting essential oil. And so it's probably less, and I would agree with that. But when we look at toxicity rates, and this is where I have a real hard time with this because the claims state that why would you want to put that amount of concentration into your water? What they're saying is that, and there's some exciting posts about this, guys. Uh, one on... Um, theresearchpedia.com. And what's interesting to me is they were talking about the toxic effects of essential oils. And as I was reading it, I was like, oh, interesting. This is where all these certified aromatherapists are getting their source from. This It's like word for word. They're taking this art one article and basically vomiting it back up on their website and then getting good SEO and it's creating just a crazy, crazy like firestorm of people saying, oh, you shouldn't do this. And there's zero sources on this one website. And I'll give you guys the link to it. Actually, I'm not going to give you a link because it doesn't make sense to promote this. But you can look it up because I told you guys the, the um, name of the website. But they talk about the toxic effects of essential oils. Zero sources on this article and multiple claims. It's a very exciting post, you guys. <laughs> and what I mean by that is it's like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. But sort of buried in the content of this post, they say... Toxic effects are really only seen when someone's taking 300 milliliters or more <laughs> internally. So do you guys know what that looks like? I mean, this is what's interesting to me. If we were to take one of our large bottles of essential oils, this is a 15 mil, 15 mil bottle. So that's a lot of bottles. That's like 20. You would have to consume 20 bottles of one essential oil. Okay, um, if I asked you to drink, I don't know how many times more that would be, like one drop is one serving, right? So if I'm going to put one drop of lavender in my essential oil, in my water, which I wouldn't anyways, I don't really like the taste of lavender, I use lavender all day long, but I'm not going to put it in my water, some of you guys love it. But like if I was going to put one drop, and there's like, I don't know, 300 drops of essential oils in there, and we were going to times that by 20, um, yeah, yeah there's toxic results, but let's talk about water. 
Water on this planet, we need it. It is necessary for our bodies. And if you took the exact same ratio of water, right, if your normal daily serving of water should be, I don't know, they say eight glasses, I kind of double that. So 16 glasses of water a day. And, and do what you want, but let's just use the eight then, because I guess that's what's recommended, but we're always dehydrated on that amount. But let's just say you were drinking like a gallon of water a day, and then you times that by 20, you would die. You would die. <laughs> Does this make sense to you guys? Anything in large doses is toxic. And the interesting thing is, this lar- these large doses, it's, they were all done on rats, not on people. There are... Like, I think in the entire course of our known world, the modern world, within the last hundred years, I, there's been two deaths, and it was because these two women, one kid consumed a whole bottle of wintergreen, because it tastes delicious, right? That's, that's awful, and it's a tiny child with too, too much wintergreen, one bottle, but that's one account Another account was like Wormwood, and another account was Pennyroyal, and these were women trying to abort their fetus, and so they were guzzling it, and they died. So, ah, right? And so they had babies in them, so I kind of count those as, as humans as well. That's it. And this was a long time ago. And so there's no recent reports of anyone dying from toxicity of oils. And, by the way, furthermore, there's no documentation by the CDC of, you know, the Center for Disease Control for any problems with essential oil either. And the certain people in the aromatherapy industry would have you believe there's hundreds of CDC reaction posts. People are having toxicity reports all the time. Well, have any of you ever looked at those reports? Have any of you guys gone to the CDC and researched and found the actual toxicity reports on essential oil use? I have. And do you know what all of them are? (laughs) Dum-dums. Okay, what I mean by that is like somebody taking cinnamon bark and putting them in their eye because they thought it was their their eyedropper stuff. Of course you're going to have a reaction from that. Or taking again, like cinnamon bark, something super spicy and rubbing it on a very sensitive area on your body. Of course, we all know this. We know not to do this. That's it. They're dermal responses of people having a a kind of, like I said, dermal response, which is red skin. That's it. Red skin, right? And these posts where people are stating that they're having these major rashes and outbreaks it is not the essential oils, and if it is, it's because they've overtox, they've tox like caused their bodies to be overtoxic with consuming too much. And we talk about this, and we talk about the safety of not consuming too much over a long period of time. And I get a lot of flack for this, but I tell you guys, twelve drops a day consuming that does not include your topical and aromatic use, but twelve drops a day consuming. Again, depending on what you're consuming, you want to be cautious and make sure you're consuming kind of a a good wide variety of oils rather than 20 drops, 15 drops of like cinnamon bark, right? We want to be cautious about doing some mixing up of things. But generally speaking, 12 drops a day is considered safe by French medicinal aromatherapy standards. So the thing is, is that these women and men who teach the opposite of that, that zero would be safe they're coming from schools who are teaching it's unsafe simply because they don't want to deal with the aftermath of some idiot, right? Again, I'm a red, I use kind of over the top words, but some moron who decides, well, if one drop of lemon is good, 40 would be good on a daily basis, right? No, you don't want to do that. One drop is one serving. And so we want to be careful about that. Every once in a while, it's okay for somebody to maybe take a bomb. And a bomb would be something where you're consuming by a capsule, like four to 12 drops of essential oil all at once, right? Can be a mix of oils. I have plenty of bombs in my recipe books. Um, If you look at Young Living Inner Defense, that's considered a bomb. I love those. I don't take them on a daily basis. You could. It's that safe. It's safe enough for you to take that daily. But my goal is to help you guys understand it's better for your body to rotate through. Okay. So some of the problems that they're stating that happen with 
consuming essential oils. And their, their comments are even one drop. And they say, it might be the first drop you take. It might be the 200th day that you've done this. Like they don't, they're, they're like, but it's the benefits don't outweigh the risks is what they say. And again, they don't understand what the benefits are. So we're going to get on into that in a second, but they, they claim that your vocal cords will be mysteriously damaged. I have yet to find a single person out of the 2 million essential oil users that I know that have vocal cord damage. Okay. And what I mean by that is I'm being a very low guesstimate here, but if you take all of the people on the planet who consume essential oils, we're talking about millions of people and nobody talks about, Oh, my vocal cords are damaged and I can't sing anymore. I can't really talk anymore. Right. That just not, doesn't happen ever. I've never heard of that ever happening. This is an assumptive claim. Me with nonverbal learning disorder, black and white, Jen hates assumptive claims. If you can't back it up through an actual study or, or multiple people that this has happened to stop making these claims, it will not damage your vocal cords. All right. They will say that your stomach gets damaged. Again, where is this happening? I've never heard of anyone getting ulcers from consuming essential oils. Again, based on how you're supposed to consume them. If you are taking, and, and one, of the, one of the quotes, which I just adore because the quote itself like makes them sound crazy. <laughs> okay, so the quote itself was this woman who had a very good friend of hers who was heavily consuming essential oils, and then she lists the essential oils. I'm going to get to that in a second. She says that she was doing this on a daily basis for us about six months. And um, what was happening was that she was having major problems. She was going to the doctor with horrible pains in her stomach. She had a stomach ulcer, chemical burns in her esophagus is what she's claiming here. And um, all sorts of things. So she's going on this whole thing and they blame it on their life coach uh, from some company, right? And telling them to consume oils. Okay, so let's back up for a second. When I started opening my big fat mouth to all you guys, this was about four years ago, it was because of this. It was because many distributors of essential oils from different companies were telling their customers to consume large amounts of oils you're not supposed to consume. And that was where I got upset. And that's why I started actually teaching. Um, because my friends were having upset stomachs as well. And they would tell me, and this is where I want to share with you the oils this girl was consuming, tea tree and eucalyptus. Those are not consumable oils on a regular basis. You can, and in my training, that's those are oils that you can a little bit here and there, but not on a daily basis. Tea tree and eucalyptus should not be consumed on a daily basis. And that was what was happening to my friend. She was consuming large amounts of tea tree and oregano on a re regular basis. So she's taking a high monoterpene oil that's not really for consumption and a, an oil that's super, super spicy, and she was consuming large amounts every day, trying to self-treat something. So where I would maybe side with some of the aromatherapists is the fact that many of us go off of two problems. One, we trust what our doctors say, and then when the doctor says something, we do that over and over and over again. We don't, we don't deviate from it. So what we do is we treat essential oils much like we do pharmaceuticals in the, in the case that like somebody tells you try this and then you do it and you just do that like clockwork and, and you never change it up. That's not the right way to be using essential oils internally. The other side of this is that some of us are really good at, at trying to research things and figure out what oils should work for this. And you're reading something and you come across something that says this will help for this. And they meant topically and you decide to consume it. And now because you're a McDonald's kind of person where you say, well, supersize me is always better, right? You're going to go from a one drop, which would not have been a problem to 20 in a capsule every single day of something you're not supposed to be consuming on a daily basis, right? Fine for maybe one or two days, but not for long-term use. And then yes, you start building up a toxicity in your body. So I can sort of see the point of how a certified aromatherapist would be maybe against what you're doing from the perspective of they just don't want to have the liability of you messing things up. 
But the other side of that is is um, some other stuff that we're going to get into, right? And this is where I have a hard time with this claim. And um, the claim is oils in water equals big money because they're saying, look, if you take an essential oil and you consume it and you put it in water... And maybe that oil would have lasted a such for a much longer amount of time, and now you're doing four or five drops of that per day internally. All of a sudden, that's more money in the pockets of us, right? And I'm thinking, okay, but not really. And that's not the point of why we talk about this, okay? And I want to talk about the the effects of this in in just a minute. But but the thing to me that gets me is the reason all of these certi- and I'm going to put air quotes on certified aromatherapists because they have no business talking about stuff they don't know about. And the reason I'm saying this is because one certified aromatherapist in particular, and you guys, I don't turn people in. I just don't. I think that that's not right. I turned her in. I'm not going to say who it is, but I am floored at the at the amount of non-compliance that this one certified aromatherapist who spews tons of wrong information and claims, she literally claims that like a bunch of essential oil companies come to her to, uh, you know, figure out oil blends and all that stuff. And I'm thinking, first of all, there's no way because the recipes that she lists on her site are so aggressively non-compliant. Now, I've been to aromatherapy school. (laughs) You guys know this. They teach compliance inside and out. Certified aromatherapists are not exempt from compliance. And I guess she missed that day in school. And it's not a day, it's an entire like portion of your course that you learn about compliance. You can't make claims that this person is making on her site. And so for me, nothing adds up here. It's just clickbait for her to get more customers that she will then help, right? And all, all for her helping them with essential oil use and fine, but to make negative claims and then claim that we are just trying to make money is sort of laughable to me because she's aggressively non-compliant. She's against the fact that we say to consume and her claims state that we are, um, you know, got dinged by the FDA Well, we didn't get dinged by the FDA for consumption. We just got dinged because of label regulations. That's it. So to claim certain things that are super false, it's like, can we get your story straight? (laughs) Okay. So oils and big money, ah, my problem with the aromatherapy industry as a whole from the certified aromatherapist perspective is that when Gary Young started this essential oil revolution and caused so many people to be able to get oils into their own home and feel empowered to take back their health, and he taught very safe methods, these aromatherapists didn't like that. And the reason they didn't like that, and I'm talking now about the bigwigs, I'm not talking about the little peon aromatherapists that are out there just like blindly following what the bigwigs are saying, but the bigwigs go so far as to ban anyone from an MLM because we are unsafe, which is absolutely not true. It's why I recommend to you guys the New York um, Institute of Aromatic Studies because they love us and want to help us, right? They want to help us understand proper use and they're not opposed to consuming. They're not opposed to what we're doing with raindrop therapy. They're just not because it is a valid use of essential oils. So if they can teach us proper usage, great. And that's what I, where I come in. I'm kind of bridging the gap. But the other people that have given that school so much grief... They have just standed their ground and said, no, we disagree with what you guys are teaching and we should be teaching everybody what we do. And what I mean by what we do is all of these big wigs consume and they teach not to consume. And I've talked to some of them and they're like, well, yeah, I consume, but I don't trust my customers. And I'm thinking, really? You think we're all that moronic? <laughs> and that's probably the point of this is they do. They just think that they, A, don't want to have compli- any issue with um, being maybe sued, right? And B, they just think that we would not, not do it right, that we would just want more and more and more and more and then we die. Well, we wouldn't, okay? And so what this equals... All of this anger and outlash and never consume essential oils and it's just the worst thing you can do, like all of this, 
is because the certified aromatherapist, which many of you guys are, and you're also an MLM user, so you can kind of get this both sides. They're angry at the fact that people are using oils. It's not something you need to hire a certified aromatherapist to do. So they're losing a lot of money because it's like, here's the thing. Like, I go to my doctor and I learn something from her. And she'll tell me, Jen, this is something you should consider doing. Um, I see that this is low on your charts and you should probably be... um, you know, consuming this or eating more of this or, or doing this type of exercise. These are some things you can do to help your health. Okay. Thank you. Do you think I'm going to go back to her every single month to say, can you tell me what to do again? Do I need to go ahead and like do that again? Like, tell me again, what exercise I'm supposed to do? No, she's telling me to help me improve my health. That's her goal. Cause she's a good doctor, right? And she's not interested in having me get sick over and over again. And most doctors, as we were growing up, sort of were like, yeah, just here, try this, try this, try this. Oh, you're having a symptom from that pill? Let's do this so that we can mask that. And it was big money. The the medical community is shifting. They're shifting to more functional medicine, more whole body treating medicine. And they want us to be well. And they understand that you know, that's the ethical way to go. But yeah, we're not going to be in their office as much if we're eating more fruits and vegetables. Right? But that's okay. So we go to them for the stuff we do need. And they understand that and they're not mad about it. But the aromatherapists are super mad about this. They're mad about it because all of us are not going to them anymore. Why do we need a certified aromatherapist? Why do I need to pay a monthly fee to a certified aromatherapist When if you tell me something, I'm going to learn it and then I'm going to do it. I don't need to keep coming back to you, you know, and for my customers, like when you sign up with me, I don't charge you a monthly fee to to have access to me. I help you because I want to help you and because you're part of my customer base through Young Living. And that's what I do. My customers can call me if they want. It doesn't matter. We have full on. I've had hour long conversations. I've had multiple hour long conversations with some of my customers because they were just confused and they wanted to hear it from me and I can direct them to a video, but it's more personal for me to have a conversation with them. And of course, I'm going to do that, you know, and your distributor, whoever you've purchased oils from should be doing that, too. And so what's the problem with me doing that over the certified aromatherapist. And again, I'm certified in French medicinal aromatherapy, but a lot of you guys aren't. So let's say I wasn't. And this, you know, I'd be like, look, I know what I'm talking about. Distributors know what they're talking about in most cases, right? But this isn't rocket science. And there's so much information online now that you could easily research tons of information just in my groups alone that you could research. I mean, you guys can get into the Vitality Lifestyle Coaching Program, and I will absolutely teach you everything you need to know. You don't have to become certified. It doesn't even make sense. It's so much learning. There's so much education. And it's so expensive, by the way, becoming a certified aromatherapy is in the thousands of dollars that you have to spend to get this. And it takes a long time to get certified and a lot of work. Nothing against that. But the point I'm trying to make is, I want you guys to be empowered now. So you know, I have so much free content, your head would spin. So you don't have to even pay me, right? I'm I'm not asking you to. I'm just saying some people want deep dive information. I do have that. I have a very inexpensive course called the Vitality Lifestyle Coaching Program. But you don't even have to do that because there's so much content that I give free. And all you need to do is just start listening, start learning, start asking questions of people. And the information is out there. It's not hard. Um, The reason we did the Vitality Lifestyle Coaching Program is simply because we wanted to have it be a very specific route that you take in an organized fashion so that you're not kind of bouncing around. And even within the first month, the first unit is so jam-packed with stuff that you could just do that, right? And be like, I'm good. Now I know everything. Like, it's kind of an interesting thing that you could take about an hour or two and learn pretty much everything you need to know and not have to go to sort of like get a certification. And that's the point of this. Okay. So there's so many things that they said that I feel is just so crazy. Let's look at this here totally all the way through. So look at that. 
So you guys can see the, the styrofoam. It's the, that was one drop and it's a huge hole. Here's my finger so you can see the, the, different, the size difference there. Um, all of these other oils, lavender, lemon, the corners of this thing, even the cedar wood has eaten holes through this. Um, let's go to my glass of water. I'm going to be very careful not to touch it like I don't want to um, stir it. I'm going to plug my nose. And I took a sip from the bottom and it totally tasted of peppermint. It tasted like a really beautiful tea, actually. <laughs> okay. Hello. Oils went all the way to the bottom of that straw. Glass, water, the, the straw was in there before I put the water in. The water was not tainted with oils. I took it straight from an unopened arrowhead plastic water bottle, put it in there, one drop of peppermint on the top, let it sit for however long we've been talking. I just took a sip of it, total peppermint. So to, to make these claims where you can't prove them, to me is a little crazy. And, you know, they'll say like one drop of essential oil is like drinking 30 tea bags. Why would you want to do that? And I'm thinking, here's let's talk about the benefits. So this is this is the exciting part to me because anybody who has used essential oils internally, and I'm talking responsibly, okay, because we do know some people irresponsible, they're taking 100 drops a day of something, and that can lead to toxicity. We have to be careful about that. But remember, toxicity was only seen in these certain studies at 300 milliliters. <laughs> okay, that's a lot. So even 20 drops wouldn't do that. So if you start to understand the basics, and you say, okay, I'm going to start slow, and I'm going to do what Kurt Schnaubelt talked about. Okay, so very respected in the industry. Kurt Schnaubelt said, just put one drop of lemon in your water every day and see how you feel. Okay, so the people who are afraid of this, fine, don't do it. I would never force somebody to do this. But here's where, here's where it's like mind-blowing. And what I mean by mind-blowing is when you try this, one drop of lemon, or or two drops of lemon and one drop of peppermint, or make a little concoction, right? I love Citrus Fresh Vitality because Citrus Fresh is like a bunch of different citruses together with a little spearmint. One drop, just one drop. I mean, a, a little, all you have to take is like a, this is awesome, you guys. You can take a toothpick and kind of roll it around on the orifice reducer of your oil, get it on the toothpick, and put that toothpick in a glass of Chardonnay, a beer, okay, <laughs> like your coffee, and all of a sudden, not only is it fantastic tasting, if you've ever tried tangerine in your wine, like white wine, like seriously guys, so good, but here's, here's the beautiful part of this, that one drop of essential oil in something that you're drinking on a daily basis does several things for you. One, remember, it's attacking petrochemicals and it's trying to seek and destroy plastics in your body. So what it's going to do is at a cellular level, it's going to get in there and start flushing you out. So yeah, you're going to have a little bit of detox symptoms for no more than two weeks if you continue doing it. And I love that it's cleaning me out because I not only feel better, this whole concept of fatigue, these are claims that they make that if you consume, you're going to have lethargy, you're going to have mysterious joint pain, you're going to have abdomen, abdominal pain, you're going to have stomach damage, you're going to have vocal cord damage. These are claims that these people are making that are completely false. So if we're doing it correctly and you're consuming just a little bit, you're going to feel the opposite of all that. It's like when you drink the right amount of water, you feel great. When you don't drink enough, you get dehydrated and you feel bad. When you don't get, when you get too much, you can become toxic. So there's definitely a sweet spot and every person is different. So it might just be one drop of a, of a citrus every day and you can mix that up. Like I said, tangerine is one of my favorites. You could do orange, you could do um, bergamot even, it's a little bit more bitter. You could do um, grapefruit, lime, lime is so tasty, right? So there's all these beautiful citrus oils that you have access to and you can do a little bit of mint added in if you like that. Some people don't like the flavor of mint, but 
I love it. Some of you guys will take Thieves, which Thieves is a very spicy essential oil. My, um, my thought, though, on that is if you were to use, say, warm water, okay, hear me out, uh, in the morning, a lot of people will do like this as a tea, or even like Osotea is a beautiful one for tea, um, just a toothpick. You know, some people will put an entire drop of thieves in their coffee and that mixed with like your creamer will disperse it. So if there's a little bit of fat content in there, it's better for you. But, um, you know, everyone has different tolerances and you get used to the spicy lips. It just, you know, you know, that lipstick that you put on and it makes your lips plump. That's what they're using. They're using a a mint, a menthol to plump your lips. Um, That's all it does. It just feels a little bit, a little bit spicy on your lips. So I usually just put um, lip balm on. (laughs) Honestly, it just blocks it. And then you're fine. You're not going to get an esophageal burn. Uh, But what you can do is just try different things that might work for you. And so the point of this is that using internal labeled oils, okay, we're not talking about dietary supplements. I think there's another problem that these, these men and women who are aromatherapists who say do not do this are, again, assuming, is they're assuming that we put supplement labels on our bottles because we think there's nutritional content. We don't, okay? And this is so important to understand. We know that there's no nutritional content. There's zero minerals, zero vitamins in any essential oil. There's very small, small, minuscule amounts in cold-pressed oils like citrus, but not enough to count. But that being said, the question you might be asking, well, Jen, you just told me there's no nutritional value to essential oils, so why should I consume them? Doesn't matter. My, my uh, answer to you is that it's not about nutritional value. It's about system function support and what that does for you inside. And this is exactly why the FDA allows us, by the way, to make system function claims on consuming essential oils. They're not, and and I've heard this over and over again, that like, oh, the FDA grass standards is just for food flavoring. It's not just for food flavoring. And the FDA is very clear with us on what we can and can't do. And we can make system function claims on specific essential oils that are for internal use. So what that means is, by the FDA guidelines, I can state one drop of peppermint oil in my water or in a capsule or in, in like on a cookie. Have you ever done that? It's amazing. Literally take like a brownie and put a drop on there and then pop it in your mouth. And you're like, that's like so good. What that's going to do is peppermint helps support your circulatory system. So yay. And I can tell you from my own personal experience My husband used to hate my feet and my fingers because my feet and my fingers are always frozen. That's a circulatory issue. And when I started putting peppermint in my water, and I don't do it every day, by the way, you guys, I do it like every once in a while. But you guys, I'm totally warm. My fingers, my feet, I don't have cold feet in the bed anymore. You know, some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Like you go and like try to cuddle your husband and your feet are freezing or his feet are freezing and you're like, ah, get off me. That is no longer an issue because my circulatory system has optimized. I would rather get circulatory support from a drop of peppermint than taking a blood thinner or aspirin regimen. Can I tell you that, please? I'm not interested in any of that. Some of you guys are on it. So if you are on something like warfarin or coumadin or some sort of aspirin regimen, I'm going to tell you right now, peppermint acts very similarly to it, so you'd be doubling up. So if you took some peppermint water or a drop of peppermint in a capsule along with all of the stuff you're taking for your blood, you can feel a little woozy. It kind of puts you off balance. So that's where we need to understand safety of certain essential oils with some medications that you're taking. My goal for me would be not to ever have to take those things. I'd rather just use essential oils that I know support different things. The very, very cool thing, though, is that essential oils are not like pharmaceuticals. They don't just support one thing. When I use peppermint, it supports my metabolism. It also supports my immune system. It also supports my digestion right? It helps my nausea. If I'm like in a car, I get totally like car sick. It helps with that. So 
why would I want to choose something else when I know one drop of something that is all natural is going to do the trick? So that's a big deal to me. If I took lemon essential oil, lemon essential oil supports my renal system. It helps my digestive system. It helps my immunity. It helps a lot of things. And so just that one drop, and this is what just is so fascinating to me. So ladies, how many of you guys have had vaginal births? Just like raise your hand. (laughs) Nobody's going to know what you're answering to, but like how many of you have had vaginal birth, natural childbirth through your vagina? (laughs) Okay. Um, That baby does a number on you down there. Like all sorts of just kind of things are now like not out of place, but just stretched out. (laughs) Okay. It goes back and we know this, but the frustrating thing for me was that Before I had a child, I sat on the toilet and I eliminated my urine nice and cleanly. It was one nice solid stream and it was a good elimination. (laughs) Okay. After the baby, someone's like, I've had seven. (laughs) Some of you guys have had so many, right? And it's like, you've got five different streams going, right? You go sit down and you're like, you can't hover because if you hover, it's going on your leg. It's going on the, the seat. It's going on the floor. Like you've got like, for whatever reason, there's streams going everywhere. <laughs> okay. Some of you guys are like, here's Jen and her too much information. But also it's sort of like a trickle. Like my husband used to be like, really, you're still peeing? And I'm like, it's just not all coming out yet. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. And so The problem with this is that that's like kind of frustrating. And as you get older, let's take vaginal childbirth out of the way. As you get older, you start having just that issue of just it trickling out. It's not a really, it doesn't feel like a good elimination process, right? It's it's just kind of like, ugh, I'm old. (laughs) Okay. So one drop of lemon in your water every day has helped me have a more healthy elimination process. It helps my urinary process. It helps that renal system. And I love that. Okay. (laughs) So if someone tells me you're crazy for consuming essential oils, I absolutely want to look them in the eye and say, you're crazy for not Okay, so if they haven't tried it, lemon is the safest place to start so they can understand how things feel. But um, even like going back to peppermint, I remember the first time I ever tried that the first week I was flabbergasted at how much oxygen I got in my lungs. And people will say, well, you could have done that from putting on like like topical. Um, Nope, totally different. Getting essential oils down into your digestive system, into your um, internal, like your intestines, getting it down in there helps your respiratory system in ways that I I was shocked. Like I was shocked. And you guys know I'm, I I used to be a competitive mountain bike rider and um, I used to be like the captain of a huge mountain bike team. And that was something that I did a lot of. And at that time was when I started consuming peppermint. And there was some climbs, I hate climbing, I'm a downhill girl, and climb is like, you just got to do it, right? And when I would climb, it was like I was sucking for air, I couldn't get enough oxygen, and it was awful, I was always like wheezing, right, when I got to the top. And I remember, clear as day, one of my rides, after just a couple weeks of peppermint use every day, just one drop... And I was climbing up and I, I'm like, I'm not sucking air. I like really feel like my lungs, my lung capacity has improved. And that is just so fascinating to me that these little things that you would never even know start happening and you just, your mind is blown. So not only that, but like when you start looking at all of your systems, like digestive systems, certain essential oils that help for that, right? We use dye dyes, there's fennel and ginger and peppermint, different oils in there that help support your digestive system. Um, there's 
like we talked about your immune system and thieves vitality, very helpful for that. But then if you break thieves apart and you see like cinnamon bark, lemon, right? These the clove, these oils that are super good at supporting our immune system. That's what we want. And that's what I'm legally allowed to share with you. And I'm being completely compliant. Whereas I look at these aromatherapists on their website talking about topical use and um, things that they're using aromatically that are they're making claims that are totally non-compliant. They're talking about insect repellent, inflammation, that certain oils support different things that they're not allowed to say. And so my question is, who are these people? And, and why do they think that they're even able to say these things when it's 1,000% illegal? All right, so don't trust everything. What I want you guys to remember is to dig deeper Always look at the source. I know you don't know everything, neither do I. We all do the best we can with what we have, but I want you to be confident understanding that even somebody with, say, a compromised esophagus, right, where somebody maybe is bulimic and they're constantly vomiting, so now they already have a raw esophagus, there could be some problems with, say, peppermint, but really like lemon or citrus oils, don't, don't, they don't attack like open injured skin. So if you have a sore on your body, which is a really interesting concept when you when you look at like a cut and it hurts and we know that say clove is very powerful oil and it would hurt like on sensitive skin. If you have an open throbbing wound, putting clove on that open throbbing wound, some of you guys think oh that would be like alcohol. No, it actually placates that that pain. It actually helps because it's it's so powerful, right? And, um, but if you took that internally, it's, it's kind of your mucous membranes are really sensitive. So on a healthy esophagus, that would feel too spicy, but interestingly on a, on a compromised one, it helps it. (laughs) It's like super weird. It numbs it. But again, I, I wouldn't recommend it. So if somebody say has GERD where they've got this like reflux constantly, the acid is causing your esophagus to have some compromised items like the the skin the not the skin but the mucous membranes are compromised so what I have heard though time and time again from you guys because I don't have GERD so I don't deal with that and I I don't have bulimia so I don't I don't know what that would feel like but those of you guys who have it historically in a large amount I've not yet heard one person who has GERD tell me that oh yeah I can't use oils internally All of you have reported back to me saying, I've got it and it actually helps. Using essential oils in my water helps. So here we go back again with these broad assumptions that just have no place in this. Because if you're going to assume something, if you're giving assumptive advice, shame on you. We want advice from people who have done this over and over again, multiple people, multiple accounts, That's what we've got. We've got tons and tons, hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, who have no problem doing this. (laughs) So all I can say is that it's safe if you're using the right amounts and the right oils and you're not going overboard. But um, I want to end on one thing because this point comes up a lot is sublingual application. Sublingual application or brushing your teeth with essential oils. A lot of people will use like tea tree on their gums or thieves on their gums. Um, That is not considered consuming. The reason it's not considered consuming is because it's one drop. You're brushing your teeth and your gums, maybe sublingual under your under your tongue. And that is bypassing your digestive system. So some people will say sublingual application is consuming, but it's not if you're using one drop under your tongue or on your gums. It's just like applying to skin. It's bypassing your digestive system and getting directly into your circulatory system. Okay. If you're doing 15 or 20 drops of essential oil, like let's say you took copaiba and did a dropper full of that under your tongue, it's not going to absorb all the way and you're going to end up swallowing some. So that's where it would be considered consuming. So, and and of course, if you're brushing your teeth with some water and you're using some thieves and you don't spit it out, small amounts of molecules are of course going to get down into your digestive system. It's just the way it goes. But if you've ever tried a single drop of say thieves, which is very spicy, sublingual, one drop, 
under your tongue and let your mouth sit for 60 seconds. Do not move. You can't move. You got to put it under your tongue and then like let your tongue sit and don't move your tongue. Don't talk. Just sit there. A, you won't feel any spiciness to that oil whatsoever. It will completely absorb under your tongue and you won't feel it. B, if you waited the full 60 seconds, there would be a very, very slight taste of the thieves afterwards, but not enough to burn you or anything. You won't even feel it. That is true sublingual application. It's not consuming. Now, the topic has come up with CBD oil. And just to kind of give you an idea, CBD oil would be consuming because it's mostly carrier oil and that carrier oil will never absorb into your bloodstream through sublingual application. So you will always be consuming some of it. So we put it under our tongues to get some of the CBD into our bloodstream right away, but then you're going to end up swallowing the rest of that and that's just the way it goes. So when somebody talks about certain things where there's carrier oil mixed in with them, um, and again, that's a conversation for another time, but... um, But just know that CBD is mostly carrier oil and CBD is not an essential oil. And so that would be, even though if you're doing it sublingual, the full amount, because it's a dropper full, you're going to end up consuming it. Okay. So I hope this has been helpful for you guys. I hope that this has cleared up this crazy pants discussion. If you want to learn more, um, there's several ways for you to reach me. Number one, I would adore you becoming one of my customers. You can sign up through youngliving.com and enter my number for a discount. So if you want a discount, you got to enter my number. It's 946-916. I then send you a welcome email. Some of you guys sign up and you put the wrong email in. So make sure your email is correct. I send you a welcome email with my personal cell phone number and I like to discuss things with you and help you walk through everything and make sure you're doing everything safely. That is one of the benefits of signing up with me. Number two, um, if you are already a, a member of a company and love your oils and love the things that you're doing, and you want to deeper dive into this education in a way that's very structured and clear and concise, you can join the VLC, which is the Vitality Lifestyle Coaching Program, and you can go to 31oils.com forward slash VLC. And we're running a special right now that includes a copy of my autographed brand new supplements desk reference and it's the updated version that contains CBD oil content and Illuminize and Olive Essentials all these really great new supplements that we have so that book will come autographed to you along with one of my Vitality Lifestyle books which is such a good resource for you to learn all things okay so we do that those two books come with over $800 worth of free content uh, included with the actual books so that special is going on right now, I encourage you to go to 31oils.com forward slash VLC. The other way is just, I have thousands and thousands of hours worth of free content. I'm one of the only educators that prolifically educates you guys for free. So if you're not interested in giving me any of your money, which I don't ask for, okay, I think that people think I'm trying to make money off you guys. I'm trying to educate you guys. And so I give so much content for free. You can follow me on YouTube. It's jenstips.com. You can follow me here on a podcast with Jen O'Sullivan podcast, right? You can get the podcast. You can follow me on my human body and essential oils page, which many of you guys are on right now watching live. And that is a very good resource for you guys to have. And then another option is my author page. And that is a direct feed from my Instagram. So, so many of you guys are on Instagram. So it's just Jen author on Instagram. And it feeds into my author page on Facebook, which is Jen O'Sullivan author. And that is a direct feed. And so you guys can get tons of written content. I know there are so many um, people who are deaf in my community that, that, like to read my content. That's why I have so many books. I have eight best-selling books, which is just crazy to me. Um, And the new supplements desk reference, the updated version is coming out at the end of this month. So I can't wait to get that into your hands. So I just, I have so many groups with so much education, your head would spin. So you don't have to pay me anything. And I'm good with that. You can be a member of somebody else and some other company. And I'm totally okay with that. I love you guys. I love educating you guys. I hope this was helpful for you. Um, And I look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. All right. Thanks, you guys. Take care. This episode is brought to you by the very first time I tried peppermint oil. I put it in a plastic water bottle, took a sip, 
And wow, I was shocked at how much flavor was in there. And I thought, I don't know if I would do that again because it was so shockingly strong because I put the peppermint oil on the top and just took a swig, not knowing you had to shake it up. And I put the peppermint bottle to the side. I didn't finish it. And I'm notorious for leaving water bottles like all over the house. It drives my husband crazy. And about a week later, I went back to that peppermint drop that was in a plastic water bottle. And just like our styrofoam, it had attacked the petrochemicals, the plastic, and it was gross. There was this literal film of plastic that had been leached from the bottle on top of the water (laughs) on the inside. And I thought it was like a disc. It was like a disc of plastic. And I thought that is wild. So lesson learned, always put essential oils in glass or stainless steel water bottles because you want to make sure that you're not causing any cross-contamination or or the oils aren't pulling any plastics into your drink. That would be bad. Same thing with straws. Make sure you're using a metal straw. Uh, Metal straws make it a little easier not to get that really strong flavor of oil right onto your lips. So either way. And something that I teach as well to get a little bit of a solubilization, solubilizer to your uh, oils is to you put a little bit of pink Himalayan sea salt at the bottom of your glass, put the oil in on the salt, kind of swirl it around a little bit, and then add your water. That will help to disperse your essential oils a little bit more. All right, thanks you guys. Have a blessed day. Mm-hmm.